Laurel Houston is an award-winning international keynote speaker and mentor. She is innovative and engaging on stage with groundbreaking content. She is the creator of Body Mapping, Trauma-Informed Breathwork Facilitator, and by honing these skills in this area, areas, Laurel has become a highly sought after expert in masculine and feminine energy. She has helped thousands regain their confidence in their relationships with their divine identity, power of influence, and reconnect to the sacred sexual experience that created intimacy inside and out. Laurel utilizes balancing the masculine and feminine energy body mapping and breath work to empower others to reunite to reunite with their divine energy so that they can live a life that is tuned in and tuned on. I loved this podcast interview. I feel like I got so much out of it and I know you guys will too. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. We have Laurel Houston with us today. And this is something very different than what we normally talk about on the podcast. So I'm really excited to have this conversation. So welcome, Laurel. Thank you. Yeah. So give everybody a little bit of a background as to who you are and what you do. Perfect. So uh, like she said, my name is Laurel Houston. And from a academic standpoint, I have two degrees, one in communication, another in psychology with human development. And through a weird chain events, I was also a professor for a little while teaching anatomy and physiology. Uh, And then I have a total other side Uh, 20 years experience as a cosmetologist. And as weird as those all sound, uh, they all merge together to create what I do now, which is um, a modality called body mapping. So I am a coach and mentor and I do keynote speaking, but really what my goal is, is to teach people to love who they are inside and out. That is, if you get down to like my one sentence, I just want people to love who they are. And so there's, I use breath work, I use body mapping um, to teach people how to see themselves differently, how to understand not body language, because that comes from the, the brain, but the language of their body, what message their body is trying to tell them. And that's the big thing about what I love to teach is, are you listening to your body? What is your body trying to say to you? 
Yeah, and I love that. I remember listening to one of your classes several years ago, and this is kind of a side note on me. Growing up, um, I was in high school and we were taking pictures and I felt like I looked so good or whatever. And there were, and I was with my best friend, we were standing in line and these girls behind us were like, wow, those girls are so pretty. They look like Barbie dolls, but they both have big noses. And I was like, that just kind of crushed me in a way. So I was like, when I graduate, I'm getting a nose job and you know, all the, like, (laughs) whatever. And I remember, and then, you know, I got older and it was still there, but it wasn't as prevalent. And then listening to some of your classes, and this is kind of a side note to like what we are going to be talking about, but I just remember thinking I am perfectly designed. Yes. Yes. Very much. And that gave me like the confidence to be like, I don't need to change the way that I look for somebody else. Like they may think that I have a big nose, (laughs) but like, I, like, I am perfect the way that I am. So definitely a life-changing moment for me. (laughs) Good. (laughs) So, well, I would say, and that is actually one of the reasons why I created body mapping because I like so many people had that moment where I thought I was doing okay. And then someone else's opinion or us hearing those opinions so often that we took them on as our own opinion. um, And all of a sudden we thought we needed to change or be better or, and so I kind of had to find something that it was like, Hey, I need to learn to love what I look like. Cause at the time I didn't have the money for plastic surgery. So I was like, all right, my options are. (laughs) Yeah. And the beautiful part about body mapping, um, it's based on your own body. So you use your own proportions and symmetry to measure your body against your body. And that's one of the things I love about it because no matter how much we compare ourselves to someone else, we will always be wrong about who they are and about who we are. The premise of body mapping is, so for instance, your thumb from the tip of your thumb to the center of your knuckle measures your eye and then your eye measures all of the other features on your face and the cool part is is that my thumb measures my eye but it won't measure yours so as soon as i compare my body to your body i'm wrong about both of us yeah and when body mapping i actually tell people it's how to find your divine blueprint it's none of us came with a manual but we all have a map on our body to help us exactly what you said learn just how amazing we are what our purpose is that we have a divine influence um, and that we get to have really beautiful amazing lives because we're far more perfect than we ever thought we were yeah and I I love that I really do so I work with a lot of the youth in our in our church and I'm like if I could give you one thing (laughs) it would be that you know yeah Anyways, I'm kind of derailing here. So let's go back to. We're going um, exactly where we need to go. You're totally fine. <laughs> so let's go back to um, like what is body mapping and how that plays a role with the thyroid. Cool. So um, uh, like I said, it, it's based on measurements and <clears throat> symmetry on the external part of the body. But for things like organs and that kind of stuff, 
we really look at basically what is your body trying to tell you and <clears throat> there are there a virus can cause a cold that's proven if i um i got stung by a scorpion a little while ago and i got staph in the scorpion sting and so the staph caused an infection like i didn't just miraculously get an infection for no reason something caused it however what symptoms did your body get because that is the language your body is trying to say hey just so you know this is what what's happening here so if you get a cold and you make out with your partner and I lose my voice and he gets a stuffy nose, there are emotional things that we're holding in our body that are causing those messages or symptoms to come up. And they're not good or bad or right or wrong, they're just messages. And that's the big reason, probably the number one thing that I try to get people to understand is that symptoms are not bad. They're not positive or negative. They're just messages. And when you listen to those messages in pleasure, then your body doesn't try to give you messages through pain. But how many times have you uh, been in a situation where things are going so good, you don't pay attention to what's around you, and then all of a sudden, everything falls apart, so you're now very aware of the details of your life. Your body does the same thing. As far as your thyroid is concerned, um, and since this is a thyroid podcast, I'm not going to go too deep into the anatomy and physiology of it, but in a very, very short um, explanation, your thyroid is the brain to your hormones. It's the thing that tells your body start puberty, go through menopause. Hey, we're pregnant. We need these hormones. Um, and so if you think of the, your thyroid as the, the brain of your hormones and your hormones are the things that transmit those messages. They're the things that go all throughout your body and say function in this way. When your thyroid is emotionally struggling, usually, the the lifestyle or the action behind it was a dramatic change occurred that was unexpected so i've worked i've literally worked with thousands of women over the last 10 years and i have yet to meet a woman who has thyroid issues and as we talk about her past experiences there was a dramatic unexpected change that happened in her life not all of them are bad though right so one of them, I mean, one of her uh, boyfriend proposed and they'd only been dating for like three months, but she knew it was. The, and so it was this really good. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm so in on this. It was just so unexpected versus uh, I had another client that uh, out of nowhere, when she was um, in sixth grade, her parents moved to another country so that they could do service for their church. And she oh, left wow. all of her friends behind. And so she started having thyroid problems at a very young age. So your thyroid is about change. And one of the other reasons why women have a lot of thyroid issues when it comes to the mental, emotional part of it is because women have, women are going into what I call decision fatigue. Have you ever heard of this before? Uh, no, I mean, I, I've not heard of it, of it that way. But I know exactly what you're saying. And because I, I feel like I'm there right now, I just, mm -hmm. so I have a one-year-old and we had three kids, we had a six-year gap, and then we had a little surprise happen. Mm -hmm. And lately I've just been saying, I can't think for everybody. Yes. Like if you could fill up your water bottle and carry it to the car instead of mom having to think about 
okay, does everybody have their water bottle? Is the snacks are packed? Do I have diapers? Do I have wipes? Do I, you know, is this, what are we going to be eating for dinner? Oh, wait, what about breakfast the next morning? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, that that is decision fatigue. It is when, uh, and men get it too, but because they have different hormones than us, their body literally processes it in a different way. So when women have to make, and the, and the other part of it is that women think cyclic and men think linear. And so, and it's actually one, it's based on our hormones. So when you track a woman's menstrual cycle, she'll actually have a different problem solving skill based on where she's at in her cycle. And a lot of people don't realize that, uh, squirrel side note, but they did, um, a, a 90 day brain scan on a thousand women every single day. And what they discovered was that during the four different phases of their cycle, they have four completely different brain scans, mm. meaning a woman basically it's four different women <laughs> during her cycle. And, and so there are times when you can make those fast decisions. And then two weeks later, you're like, I don't even want to decide if I'm going to brush my teeth or not. Like I'm on pure default right now. If I don't already have the habit of it, it's not happening. And how dare you ask me to make a decision right now? So that those are all things that um, decision fatigue kind of exacerbates. And how it ties to the thyroid is that when you make decisions only in your head, you actually cut out inspiration and intuition because intuition is felt in the body. Intuition usually comes from the heart. So a lot of times um, on a physiological, or excuse me, on a, on a more metaphysical, maybe like your chakras, when women are not using their heart for decision-making, they're only using their head, nothing is feeding your throat. So no good energy is feeding your, your thyroid. It's all getting skipped. And what this does from an emotional perspective is it, it makes your thyroid get drained. It's like nothing is feeding us. We're not feeling loved. We're not feeling cared for. And then that shows up in a mental way too. No one supports me. No one is helping me. If I have to make one more decision, the decision is going to be that I'm never going to make a decision again. Like someone else <laughs> step up. <laughs> and then we have our little mini meltdown and those who love us go, what can we do to help? Just tell me what to do. And you go, oh, my gosh, the thought of having to give you step-by-step -step instructions of how to complete this task is more exhaustive than me just taking a nap and then completing the task, except I can't take a nap because I'm in such overwhelm mentally that I couldn't actually fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like this conversation is just <laughs> for me right now. <laughs> no, it's, it is literally for every, every woman out there. And, and I want to speak to both the, the science part of it, but also the, the energetic, the metaphysical, the, because I, I believe all of us to be a mind, a body, and a spirit. And if you only focus on the physical thyroid, then your spiritual, which is uh, more of your emotional, and your mental are still in dis-ease. They're still kind of like, excuse me, yeah. <clears throat> could you please pay attention to us? So one of the things that actually helps the thyroid is to start speaking and saying what you mean and meaning what you say, and then holding true to it. Um, I was uh, in last night, I had one of my group mentoring sessions and this was the entire conversation. So I love that this came up again because I have these women that are like, I have, good, I have a good husband and he has a good husband, but 
I'll have my meltdown moment. And then he'll be like, well, just tell me what you want me to do. And she's like, I don't want to have to tell you anything. I want you to just look around the house and do something. How do you not see that that needs like, how long has that pillow been on the ground that I've walked past 90 times in hopes that someone else will notice it, bend over and pick it up and put it back on the couch. Yeah. So what this is doing to your thyroid in women, because we cycle monthly instead of men who cycle daily, the amount of testosterone that we get has to last throughout the entire month where with men, the amount of testosterone that they get repeats every single day. So this is why it's really easy for men to wake up early, get out of bed, accomplish a whole bunch of tasks, get all their dopamine hits. And then by five o'clock, they're like zombie. Yeah. So with women, we get our, our hit of testosterone during uh, right before ovulation. And we're like, I'm going to start all sorts of new projects. Yeah. And I have the energy to do it because you do. And then a week later, you're like, um, I'm such a horrible person. I'm not finishing anything. I procrastinated and I need more sleep and I just lack discipline and I have, I have no motivation. You're not crazy and you're not lazy. You're cycling. Yeah. So if you continue to try to have the same schedule as, as the hormone levels that allowed you to start the project, your body goes, hmm. We're out of testosterone. I guess we have to use adrenaline. Yeah. So then you go into what's called adrenal fatigue. And when you're in adrenal fatigue, you're literally in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, which means you don't have your cognitive capacity and you can't make decisions. Mm -hmm. So to narrow that down and make it really simple, when you are trying to function beyond your energetic meaning the level of energy you have capacity you are telling your body just push through so then you continue to push through and a woman's body needs rest it needs more sleep and what it does to your thyroid is it make because your thyroid is like okay so we're still in fight, flight, or freeze. I'm still getting cortisol. We're releasing adrenaline. Ooh, here's a hit of dopamine. Hope you feel better now. Except every time we get a hit of dopamine, we don't get oxytocin. And oxytocin is the bonding hormone, and it's what helps us actually receive the support people are trying to give us. I, yeah, okay, I feel this... It's just where I'm at right now with all the things in my life. Because this is the busy, April for my family is the busy season. My husband works 60 to 80 hours a week. My kids are playing club softball. So that means you're never home. (laughs) Yeah, we're never home. Um, I have two kids doing that on top of church, on top of dance, on top of piano lessons. And I'm like, I'm exhausted. And because I can't do what you're saying, cycle with my cycle and rest, it leads to that burnout feeling of like, I can't make another decision. I just needed, I just need a day off, you know? And as I've learned, I'm like, so my kids were supposed to go to school today and two of them stayed home. And I'm like, okay, like, (laughs) Just one more thing. And it's fine. You hear them in the background. It's fine. So 
but I was like, I was going to take a nap today. You know, I had, I had scheduled in a nap because I knew that I needed that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll still take a nap. They're old enough where I can. Okay. That's so literally what I was going to say. I'm like, you can, still have, you can still have a nap. You know that, right? Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, well, my one-year-old, I have to nap when she's napping. <laughs> I can't just That's let her wild. But, um, you know, but I learned that and I've learned that it's okay to slow down versus most women think I just need to keep pushing. I just need to do more. I need to perform more. I need to be more. And if I was more then I would have the love and acceptance of all of these other people around me. Mm -hmm. how, how's that working? Yeah. <laughs> how's that going for you? <laughs> so from a physiological perspective, women actually need oxytocin. And so the things to help us with that, and I'm going to talk about the physical part of it, then I'm going to talk about the emotional and mental part of it. The things that a woman needs to create oxytocin, intimacy. So pleasure in the bedroom, but also outside the bedroom. Touch without expectation. And so it's really funny because when a group of women get together, you can always tell who the um, affection depleted are because they touch everybody's arms as they talk to them. <laughs> Interesting. They, uh, they'll lean, like if you're sitting in chairs, they'll slowly start leaning towards you until they're touching you. And they won't even realize that they're touching you because women need physical touch. Physical touch helps us release oxytocin and oxytocin is the number one needed hormone in women. And dopamine kills oxytocin. So when a woman is task driven, she's pressure driven instead of pleasure driven, she is actually killing the hormone that will help her heal and recover energetically. That's so good. So when women can look, and, and I'm not saying that you sit around your house on the couch like a princess and say, I'm just going into flow. I'm just being in feminine energy. I'm doing nothing now. That's not what I'm saying. I still, I have three children. We homeschool. I have a, a, a multi six figure business with multiple employees. I don't sit on my couch and wait for the universe to deliver beautiful things to my door. <laughs> but I also look at the list of things I have to do today. And I say, how, okay, here's my first question. What of these do I have to do? And of the things that I have to do, how can I make them be done in pleasure instead of pressure. So part of this is, okay, if it's pressure driven, I have to hurry and clean the kitchen. This is the only time I have today to clean the kitchen. I've got to hurry and get it done. Versus pleasure, I get to clean the kitchen because I am someone who deserves to live in a house that's clean. And I now have joy cleaning my kitchen because I am not a slob and I want a clean kitchen. The, the neutral part of this is the dishes can sit because having dirty dishes does not mean anything about whether or not I am a good housekeeper, wife, or mother. It means I chose to not do dishes right now because I'm tired. Uh, that was a big shift that I had to make a few years ago because I feel like if my kitchen is messy, my entire house is messy. 
And I used to not be able to go to sleep until all the things were done. Well, as a mom, all the things never get done. No. no. <laughs> There's always stuff to be to be doing. And my sleep, I was sleeping all my kids are joining us now. You're good. Um <laughs> I always have kids home. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was sleeping three to four hours a night. And so I was exhausted. And it wrecked my hormones, it wrecked my health, it made me a not a very happy, nice person. And so I had to get to the point where you what you were talking about in that neutral sense, where it's like there can be dishes in my sink. There can be things on my countertop. And it doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me a less bad than mom. someone else. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, my worth is infinite and it's for me. And um my kids are Okay. So here you're okay. So no, you're good. One of the things that I was going to say is that, um, one of the reasons why women have this programming, and I'm going to do a a really short history lesson. And the very first thing I want to say when I tell this story is that I will never agree that in order to elevate or lift women, we have to push men down. Now, with that being said, we have millenniums worth of training and programming and societal expectations about a man's role versus a woman's role. I get that just because that's the expectation doesn't actually mean that it's the good or right thing. (laughs) So yeah, no, I love that. When, um, when I say this, know that I am not saying this to demean men because there were women who did this too, but throughout time you had corrupt, I use that word intentionally corrupt men and women who learned If we can make women feel exhausted and burned out, they're easier to control. If women feel that their worth, that their entire identity is based on what they can offer a man, then they're easier to contain. And when you can contain and control a woman, you can contain and control a society. And so, I mean, even if, even if I don't go into women were property and women couldn't even have their own uh, uh, credit card until the 1970s, um, leaving all of that aside, when people learned if a woman was in burnout, if she was in pressure and not pleasure, she is controllable. If she is pleasure led, masculine energy thrives on pleasing the feminine So when a woman is in pleasure-led actions, she controls and inspires the people around her. And so a simple way of saying that is when you as a woman who has influence over your children, over your spouse, over your neighbors, over your community, over your church, whoever, if you are a woman who understands that the mere fact that you are a woman, you have influence over others. If you want that influence to inspire and build confidence in others, you take action through what will bring me pleasure, joy, peace, calm, instead of if I do enough, I will one day be enough. Yeah, that's so good. And that is something that I think I was raised in a home where like your woman was dictated on how much you could produce 
mm-hmm. right? How much you could, how much you could contribute, what you were doing, and that's been really hard to try to let go of because. But I think the more that I talk to women, the more I'm like, oh, you too, you know, it's like, and we're all walking around looking at other people thinking, wow, they got all their stuff together when they're sitting there feeling the exact same way as we are. And my daughter, like, (laughs) these words were not my own words. Uh, My daughter was like, I just don't feel like I fit in. And I was like, welcome to being 12. I guarantee all of the other girls on your softball team and your church group and your class, they all feel the same way. And you not feeling like you fit in is going to come within yourself and feel it like finding that connection for yourself and not waiting for other people to do it. And I was like, wow, this is not me. <laughs> like, this is, I mean, it was something that I needed to hear just as much as her. But I think it's important for us to know that we're not alone feeling, feeling like we're alone. <laughs> yeah. So my, my oldest is a, an 11 year old girl as well. And when she came to me with that, um, and what you said was beautiful and so true. And when you're listening to this on a podcast, people pause, rewind, and re-listen to what she just said, because it is gold. The other piece to this that I told my daughter was, has it ever occurred to you that maybe you don't fit in is because you were born to stand out and lead? Oh, I love that. And I think that we try to, to teach people, yes, you're, you're one of us, which is a beautiful message because women are a we we need community women are gatherers we're collectors (laughs) we want that um but no matter what the group is and and you can watch this we want someone who will stand up stand out and say here's what we're doing and she can be inspiring or she can be a not nice person And you either you either have a group of women that are doing good or you have a group of women who are minions to a corrupt individual. So when you talk to your daughter next time, she says, I just don't feel like I fit in. Say, maybe you don't fit in because you're supposed to stand out because you are allowed to be seen. Your words matter and it is safe for you to be heard. And everything you ever, everything else you said, and everyone else feels like they're an oddball. Everyone else feels like, oh my gosh, I don't fit in. Everyone else has those same, are you kidding me right now moments? I mean, even as a mom, uh, this will sound weird, but uh, when we moved, I live in Southern Utah and we moved in the first, uh, like three weeks after going to church, I'm a cosmetologist and or I, I, I was a cosmetologist for 20 years and I really enjoy doing hair. So my eight and six year old boys still get their hair done. And I had four different people come up to me in comparison and say, oh, my gosh, your family always looks so put together. I'm so jealous. Which gave me the opportunity to share one of my favorite things. I'm glad you were jealous because jealousy is your spirit trying to tell you you're already a vibrational match for the thing you desire? Oh, I love that. 
which is different than greed or covetousness. Like when you're greedy, you're like, because I want that, I don't want you to have that. Jealousy is, I see that you have that and I want that too. And when you have that feeling, when you look at another woman and you go, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. You are jealous of her beauty because your spirit is trying to say, do you not recognize you're beautiful too? You are craving the very thing that you are. Would you say like it's a knowing that you're already that beautiful? I think like your have... spirit knowing that or how? Oh, absolutely. You... Your spirit already knows that. Your spirit is is the one part of you that's perfect. <laughs> it's why we get so frustrated and we shut her down because we're like, do you remember this fleshy thing that you're housed in? It cannot do what you just suggested. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but your spirit is is there to help you rediscover you're not becoming anything um if you pull a carrot out of the ground it's not going to miraculously become an onion because you change its location you're not becoming anything new you are just uncovering what other people buried you in so if you think of yourself as a carrot that just got pulled out of the ground and it's dirty and it has value even though it has dirt on it already I mean, someone planted that carrot for a reason. They wanted it. So the mere fact that you exist, you're already a desirable person. You're already wanted. You're already good enough. Even with the dirt on you, you still have value because people are like, look at my beautiful carrots. And personal development is about you, you know, getting, getting washed off and discovering I've, I've always been this. I just got buried and forgot. Yeah. Got buried in other people's expectations, got buried in my own mind chatter. So to go back to your original question, because I totally squirrel. No, no, no. That's okay. I don't even remember what my question was. So With decision-making and with women that are in burnout, it is that will this bring me pleasure and joy and peace? Or do I feel like I have to do this or I am unworthy of love, acceptance, and support? Because that's a head decision. And your head is a calculator. Your head is a clock. Your heart is a compass. And when you ask your heart for a direction, you get it. And when you ask a clock, for direction, you get deadlines, you get statistics, you get comparison, and then you're confused. So the best advice that I can give women that's very, very simple, but may not be easy for you is what does your heart want you to do today? Because honestly, like one of the things this morning, because and I realize I have the luxury of this because I homeschool my kids, so we don't have a morning deadline, but all my kids woke up before me, they all crawled in bed with me and we snuggled for like 15 minutes and they told me about the bike ride they went on yesterday and they told me about the um, butterfly that they found that was coming out of its chrysalis and they stared at it for an hour and watched the process and then my six-year-old got bored and I mean, we just talked and I started my day with oxytocin and all of a sudden I had a level of energy that seven years ago, I prayed for so that I could get out of bed and finish my to-dos. Yeah. 
And, and so that is what my heart wanted in that moment. And my stomach was like, we're hungry. And I was like, that's nice. I'm snuggling my kiddos. (laughs) Yes. You can wait for a minute. Yeah. (laughs) We have, we have access to food. I promise you will get some right now. I want hugs. And And I feel like so many women have been shamed for wanting to follow their heart's desires, but now that they're, they're afraid to follow it or they have disappointment. They've said, this is what, and this actually affects the thyroid too. They have voiced what they've wanted, but they've done it uh, through demand or unexpressed expectations. And then they didn't get what they wanted. And so now they have disappointment and they're like, see, no one listens to me. They listened. They just didn't hear your message because you weren't clear with it. Yeah, that is something that I have been learning like more recently because I've been doing like my own human design and things like that. And I'm like, oh, this is so good because one of the things, one of my takeaways is I need to voice what I need, right? I need help. Or to my husband, how can I expect my husband to know that I need a help? If I don't tell him, right? He has no idea. He has no idea. (laughs) And it's not because he's stupid. It's because he has a different thought process. Yes. So I, in recent time, I've been walking up to him and be like, I just need a hug. And he will stop whatever he's doing and he will hug me and he will hold me. And it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And that's exactly what I need. But I have to learn to communicate that with him and with my kids. I told them I needed help watching babies since they decided to stay home. And this is their version of watching the baby mm-hmm. <laughs> hanging out with mom. And it's fine because I chose this, right? Like I chose to work from home. I chose to be able to be present with my kids when they needed me. And so, well, some of it is like, be quiet. Cause I can't focus on what I'm thinking. The other part of me is like, I love that I have this capability. Yeah. And as like a, a bigger picture, like this is what I chose and I'm happy with that decision. So you just spoke into something without realizing that you spoke into something. So I want to go there for just a minute if I can. Um, when we create a story, that takes a lot of decision-making power. <laughs> and so, and I'm going to use myself as an example because I've been where you are. Um, Like I said, my oldest is 11 and my youngest is six, which means that in my decade long business, I birthed, I was pregnant with HG puking my guts out till I popped blood vessels and peed my pants twice. So while building my business, I conceived, pregnanted, and newborn two of my three children. And at first I would have uh, these experiences where you know, I would be working on a, with a client on Zoom before Zoom was cool and everyone else was using it. And, you know, my baby would start crying in the background and I would make a story about, oh my gosh, this is so unprofessional. They can hear my baby instead of, wow, my baby needs help. I'm going to tell my client, I'll be right back. I've got to go get my baby. And so the story is what put me into shame and embarrassment because my client, who was also a mom, who also had a newborn, was the one that actually had to say to me, you're good if we need to pause while you get your baby. That's what I should have been embarrassed about. The fact that I was so worried about someone else's opinion <laughs> that I was neglecting my child. 
And so I learned a lot from that moment because I went, no, I am never going to let the fear and the story I created in my head about what I think other people are thinking have more power over me than my own heart. Yeah. And, and when women are making decisions and they're, because we're talking about decision-making, but there is a physiological response that's happening in a woman's body. And when you make decisions that are things like, how can I increase oxytocin in my day so that I actually have the energy to do my have tos? Cause I still think I have to accomplish something in order to be worthy of love. <laughs> it's, it's a step-by-step process, ladies. <laughs> you won't get there overnight. And I'm not going to try to pretend that you are. But if you can start to say, what can I, how can I feel more love today? Instead of what can I do to feel more love today? Very different. Yeah. How can I feel more love today? I can walk up to my husband and say, babe, I would love a hug. Yeah. I can. And most hug. husbands would do it at a drop of a hat. Oh, you want a hug? Yeah, sure. Like, but they, they don't. If we have this expectation and it's not communicated, how can we hold them to that standard? And that, that was a mistake that I was doing for a long time. And I would get frustrated with him. And he's like, but I'm doing everything, you know? You're doing all of, you're doing all of my explicit instructions, but what about my implied that you're a man and you didn't even notice? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) And my, I will say my husband, I know a lot of people say this. My husband is hands down. He has this very special gift of looking around and seeing what needs to be done and doing it. Mm-hmm. And some t- I used to complain because I'm like, he doesn't like, why can't he just sit down and give me a hug? Or why can't he sit down and be with me? And that was like, he, his love language is service. And so he's like, I'm serving you. I see that the pillow is on the floor and there's dishes in the sink. And I am capable of doing it when I know that you've been home all day with the kids running around doing all these extra things. And I can do that. And I'm like, I just need you to be with me, <laughs> you know? So, but you, I mean, that not to turn this into a total relationship, yeah. but that's, I mean, I only talk about three things. I talk about bodies, intimacy, and money. So, <laughs> but yeah. with your relationship with your husband in his mind, and I think that this is is true for a lot of husbands. They're like, I thought I was helping. Yeah. I thought I was doing exactly what you needed because we will give love the way we want to receive love. And we will only receive the level of love at which we love ourselves. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. <laughs> we will only receive love from others at the same level of love we give to ourselves. Yeah. And so this is why, um, for me, I, when I was learning to love and appreciate my body, when I actually started accepting body parts that I'd been like, oh, we're just going to pretend like that's not there because I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the first part was I needed to accept my body. Then I needed to listen to my body. And then it was very, very easy to love my body. And the more I loved my body, the less I required other people to validate my body. And so, and, and I guess the reason why this is coming up, when you have thyroid issues, you do have weight gain, you do have mood swings, you have all of the physical symptoms that come along with it, that sometimes you feel like my body has betrayed me. Yes. 
your body didn't betray you. Your body functioned at the level of capacity you allowed it to function at. Instead of processing the unexpressed change or unexpected change and expressing how you felt about this change without shame, without judgment, that's what shut your thyroid down because something happened and you didn't talk about it in truth. And so it didn't just shut your throat down it then shut your heart down. And once your heart gets shut down, your, your solar plexus, which is where we hold confidence, our personal power that gets shut down. And when your confidence and personal power gets shut down, it shuts down your sacral, which is our creativity. It's our connection. It's our connection to God, to source, to spirit, whatever your word is. And when that is shut down, our root chakra, which is where safety is housed, takes over. And everything we do is focused on, will I feel safe? This is why when someone else tries to help and they pick up the pillow and you go, thank you for picking up the pillow. And then you immediately go behind them and turn it. And fluff it and, <laughs> and fluff it and, and finish the task. Because if I feel out of control in here, I'm going to try to take mass control of out here. Yeah. And one of the things that my husband and I learned and that I would love to share is he has become aware of when I am in anxiousness even more than I am aware of it at this point as a defense mechanism, probably, I don't know, (laughs) but when I am sensing um, and having those moments of anxiousness, he has learned to come up to me. He will ask, are you, do you want to be touched right now? If I do, then I'll say, yes, please hold me. If I don't, he will actually take a step back. Because if women have any type of abuse trauma, proximity doesn't calm them. It exacerbates the fight, flight, freeze. Yeah. And so I spent six years in a very, very abusive relationship. And that is part of the conversation we've had. So he always asks for permission to touch me. The second piece is whether he's touching me or not, he'll look me in the eyes and say, you are safe. I choose you. And as silly as that sounds, as I'm freaking out over dishes not being done, that is the core of what, if I do enough, then I am enough and I will finally be loved for who I am. So for him to say, and I choose you, all of a sudden the pillow on on the floor doesn't matter because that pillow isn't determining whether or not he loves me, will protect me or choose me. So if there are men listening to this, if you want to calm your wife down quickly when she is irrational, look at her and say, I will protect you. I choose you. And the first time you say this, she'll go, what the fuck? What? (laughs) (laughs) Look at her again and say, I am here. I choose you. I will protect you. Because when women feel unsafe, they will protect themselves by any means necessary. So if she is reminded, I am here to protect you, you are safe, I choose you. There is a portion of her brain that will turn back on, which is called rational thinking. (laughs) Because now she's safe, so she can connect. And because she can connect to you, her sense of personal power and presence comes back and then her heart turns back on and then her voice turns back on. And then she'll say something like this. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) 
And you'll know when you turned her back on because this sound will come out uh, because she's clearing the pathway. <laughs> ah, okay. I'm going to have to pay attention to when I do that. <laughs> and if it is an excitement, it won't be, if it won't be a, uh, it'll be a, ah, thanks. Women uh, express energy through their voice. Men do it through their arms. Okay. This is why men are always like fist bump hitting their chest like they're it's all about their arms for them and women it's about our voice and so when we feel like our words don't matter no one listens to us when you are in that place the best advice that i can give you is when you hear yourself saying no one ever listens to me take a deep breath go in a room by yourself and ask your body what are you trying to tell me that i'm not hearing When a woman feels unheard, it's because she's not listening to her own needs. Period. It's not about the dysfunctionality of the people you live with. It's not about their age. It's not about their attention level. It's not about their gender. If you are constantly feeling unheard, it's because you're not listening to yourself. You're not listening to your intuition. You're not listening to your body. And I, I want to share something. I don't normally talk about this. Um, I mean, I talk about this in my coaching group because it makes sense to them, but I feel like I need to share it now. So one of the big things that I see with my clients is they are not eating enough calories. They're skipping breakfast or skipping lunch or skipping meals. And I'm totally guilty of this. And so we're not, I, you're not nourishing yourself, even if it's just water, even if it's a meal, what a snack, like whatever, or if you are grabbing food, you're grabbing fast, easy, convenient food because I don't have time to to sit down and eat a meal. I don't have time to sleep. I don't have time to move my body. I don't have time to go sit out in the sun and read a book because, and that is once my women can start prioritizing, even just eating a meal and nourishing themselves a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yes, because um, there's this, like I said, I have a background in psychology and there was a a psychologist named Maslow and he created Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. And the short version of this pyramid is your brain has a hierarchy of what it focuses on. And if you try to get it to focus on the top of the pyramid, but the bottom of the pyramid has crumbled, it won't. The base of the pyramid is physical, food, water, shelter, breath, temperature, uh, reproduction. The next level above that is safety, Um, routines, rules, consistency, security. That's all safety, trust. Then it goes to a sense of belonging. That's connection. That's intimacy. Then it goes to success and and esteem. These are accomplishments. Then it goes to self-actualization. I know who I am and I'm secure in that. If your bottom, exactly what you just said, if your brain it thinks it's dying because your body is hungry, it doesn't care about your goals and it sure doesn't care about your relationship Yeah. because it physically can't focus on it. You, and so by skipping meals, by going into dehydration, by being in sleep deprivation, you are starting your day in fight, flight, freezer, fawn, and it is directly affecting whether or not you can make decisions from a chemical level, from a physiological level, not even like a, oh, I'm worthy of this decision. I can, I don't have to prove myself. I can have this. 
from a very, very basic, can I make the decision? No. The only thing your brain cares about is whether or not it's going to live. And I just slept for eight hours. <laughs> I laugh. I just slept for eight hours. <laughs> I need yeah. a drink. I need some food. I need to pee. And when you deny your body, it actually inhibits you from connecting to your spirit, from connecting to your heart, from connecting to inspiration. So on a, a, a side note to go along with this, when you are creating routines, schedules, patterns, if they deprive your physical needs, your body and your brain will both sabotage. So for example, if you're trying to create a routine around exercise, but in order to exercise when an expert has told you to exercise, so you need to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and exercise. If you are in a constant state of sleep deprivation so that you can exercise, that routine will not be sustainable because your brain recognizes that sleep deprivation is killing you. You're not lazy. It's not that you're undedicated or undisciplined. It's that your brain is like, exercise is killing us through sleep deprivation. Yeah. <laughs> and sleep deprivation, oh, there. sleep deprivation is more important than movement and weight loss. And so your brain will say, you need to take a nap and you're hitting your snooze button. The other thing, uh, this goes back to when I was talking about men versus women physiologically, um, most personal development techniques were created to, to make men more masculine because that's their natural state to be the provider, be the protector. Um, and when you have a woman who follows traditional personal development tactics, like a miracle morning, she is being put into a masculine state of provider and protector instead of nurturer healer. And it will make her more tired and overwhelmed faster. Yeah. So one of the things that I say to my clients is if you want to have a miracle morning, but five o'clock is too early for you, then don't wake up at five o'clock and don't shame yourself for not being able to get out of bed on a consistent routine. Because depending on where you are in your cycle, five o'clock could be easy. And then two weeks later, you're like, I can barely drag myself out of bed at seven because you have different hormone levels and you need more sleep. Yeah. Men don't have that monthly cycle. They have a daily one. So I guess with that, stop shaming yourself for not being able to do what the experts have said, especially since the majority of medical research that has been done about health and fitness was done on test subjects that were male between the ages of 18 and 24. So yeah. <laughs> with the highest levels of testosterone a man has throughout his lifetime is when they said, if you want to exercise and be healthy, this is the routine you should follow. Where for women, that's the fastest way to put you into a cortisol response and get your body to hold estrogen. And when you hold estrogen, you don't release weight. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, squirrel. this is so good. I could talk to you probably all day long. <laughs> Um, and so let's, let's wrap this up. So what is one or two takeaways that you feel like the listeners should have? So first, um, start choosing your day through what will bring me joy, pleasure instead of pressure. 
because when you make pleasure-based decisions, you get a different chemical response than when you make pressure decisions. Um, secondly, start listening to your body. If you want to feel heard, if you want to feel like you can communicate your needs to others, then you need to honor your own needs. So when you need to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. When you need a drink, drink water. When you're hungry, eat food. When you are tense, take a deep breath. Start honoring your body because you're going to rebuild trust with your body. What this would look like in a day-to-day, -day, okay, here's what I want to put into action. Um, in the morning, you can look at your list or you can look around your house. And as you make your list in your head of all the things you need to do, as you make your list, pay attention to how your body reacts to the list. Mm -hmm. So if you're reading your list and your list says, pick up kids from school and you go, oh, I'm going to see my kids. And then it says, do laundry. And your body goes, oh, don't do laundry that day. You don't have the energy or the capacity to do it. And if you're like, but if I don't do laundry that day, then we won't have any. Mm, I'm sure there's at least one other person in your house that can help with laundry. And they won't do it the way you would do it, but the task would still be completed. Get back in tune with the language of your body. Does your body feel expanded? That's a yes. Or does it feel contracted? Like death and dismemberment is about to occur if I have to clean another bathroom. Then don't <laughs> clean a bathroom that day. <laughs> And that doesn't make you lazy and that doesn't make that you undeserving of a good life. You're already worthy. You're already deserving. You're already enough. And that will never change. I love that. That's so wonderful. Thank you, Laurel, for being on. I really appreciate it. This was, I feel like this conversation was equally for me <laughs> um, as the listeners, just because I'm, I'm, I'm in the grind of some of these things. And I, I do know like mentally things will end. I know like when April ends, it's like, oh, okay, now I can rest. You know, now I have the help. And things have actually, okay, this is another side note. Things have actually improved this time with my husband's schedule because I have been able to communicate with him. Like when we're at softball games, I need you to just sit and be with me, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like I hold my hand or whatever, because we're at the baseball fields. Like he's just ended a long work day and he, we've always prioritized the kids, right? So normally he'll take them to the park while they're warming up or whatever. And now we stand there together while they play, but we're spending that time together, which is something that I need, which brings our relationship better but one it took me a long time to realize what that need was mm -hmm. and two it took me time to figure out how that was going so even though we're in a busy season for us things are getting better because I am learning to communicate my needs so all right well thank you guys so much oh and where can people follow you and um, oh yes um I'm on Instagram and um Facebook on Instagram, Reflections Inside and Out. That's also uh, my Facebook page. For those that are like, I want to know more about body mapping, I have a free Facebook group. She's going to put that into the description. But if you go to groups on Facebook and you go to Body Mapping with Laurel, you'll see my free Facebook group. Um, I've got a ton of content in there. <laughs> so, um, and, it, and just to give back. So if that is something that calls to you, 
that you feel like, yeah, I want, I want to learn more about this, then I would love to have you join us. Yeah, perfect. Everything will be linked up in the show notes so you guys can go check her out. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Before you go, I am thrilled to share an extraordinary opportunity with all of you who are struggling with your thyroid. I want to introduce to you the game changer that will revolutionize your journey to better health and well-being through the Thyroid Fed Hub. I know that you're struggling with energy and fatigue and low libidos and hair loss and brain fog and weight gain. And I know firsthand the frustration and the challenges that come with this condition. But guess what? The Thyroid Fed is here to make your life so much easier, starting with your grocery bills. Cindy, one of our amazing members, she used to spend $200 a week on groceries for her family. But with the Thyroid Fed Hub and meal planning database, she is now slashed out to $150 a week. So imagine that the money that you're spending that you'll save while enjoying these delicious and nutritious foods that also support your hormones and your thyroid. So no more stressing about what to make for dinner or how to nourish your body properly for your thyroid. The Thyroid Fed Hub provides you with methods and strategies to support your thyroid hormone function ensuring that you're on the right track for better hormone balancing and sustainable weight loss. So say goodbye to overwhelming meal choices and hello to food freedom and confidence. But that's not all. As a member of the Thyroid Fed Hub, you will get exclusive access to quarterly bonus trainings. These trainings will dive in-depth on specific topics to that are designed to empower our clients from understanding your metabolic mastering to mastering meal planning to meal prep. We've got you covered. We are committed to giving you the knowledge and the tools that it needs that you need in order to take control of your health journey. And guess what? We also provide you with monthly Q and a sessions where you can bring your burning questions and get personalized guidance. Our team of expert coaches will be right there with you offering valuable insight and advice to help you make informed food decision and further balance with thyroid hormones. So ladies, this is your chance to break free from the weight of your thyroid struggles. Join the thyroid fed and the hub thyroid fed hub and experience an incredible transformation that awaits you. Imagine feeling more energized, shedding those stubborn pounds and becoming the best version of yourself. You, are you ready to embark on this journey with us? Head over to the show notes and check out the Thyroid Fed Hub and secure your spot. You don't want to miss this opportunity to save money, reduce stress, and reclaim your vitality. Together, let's thrive with balance, with a balanced thyroid, and renew the sense of confidence and freedom you have in food choices. And don't forget, it is only $20 a month. It is less than $30 a day for someone to plan your meals and give you a personalized grocery list. All right. I can't wait to welcome you to our vibrant community at the Thyroid Fed. So get ready to transform your life and truly feel amazing because you deserve it, my friend.
See you on the inside. Wait before you go! Please subscribe if you found value in today's episode. Leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your reviews! Pretty please!